0: This is the Tom Bigby Tales podcast. I'm your host Shannon Evans, and I write about a small town, Columbus, in northeast Mississippi. In today's episode, we're going to talk about State Legislature Kabir Kareem. Since at least 2007, legislator Kabir Kareem has hosted the Seventh Avenue Heritage Festival. It's a fantastic festival. usually is a two to three day event that is called a party with a purpose. Past years have focused on various themes like filling local food pantries and holiday food drives with canned donations and always includes the presentation of heritage awards to recognize significant contributions to the African-American community and to Columbus at large. Over the years there's been controversy between the festival organizer Kabir Karim and the CVB over what have now become known as quality of life events, such as the Seventh Street Festival. The CVB's earliest issue was that the, organiza- the organizer, Kareem, had the checks made out to either himself, to his family members, or to musical promoters. This was perceived as a conflict of interest and the CVB informed Kareem he would need to become a 501c3 to apply for future funding. He then formed the Columbus Lounge Improvement Society, a Mississippi nonprofit with the ID number of 914-730, a nonprofit that lists Kareem as the agent of record and is the only director or board member filed with the state. It lists 1326 15th Street North in Columbus as their office. While the Secretary of State website indicates he's in good standing, this 501c3 has never appeared to have filed a Form 990 with the United States IRS office. Not once. The 990 is a required yearly tax filing every nonprofit is required to file with the IRS to declare how much money they have at the beginning and end of each year, how much money has been donated, and by whom or what or entity, if $10,000 or more. It also must include where the money goes, who are the board members, the number of hours they volunteer, if they get paid, and how much. In previous years, Kareem, the Mississippi representative of District 41, has fought alongside County Supervisor Leroy Brooks to get grants that their organizations were awarded. He, they wanted them paid out before the events. The CVB has always held that all grant recipients may get a portion up front, which is usually one-half, which of that, one-fourth of that portion would go to advertising and marketing. And the remainder after the event, in case an event was canceled due to inclement weather, would then be awarded. The event was canceled in 2019 due to non-availability of quality of life grants from the CBB. This was due to multiple factors. This was partially due to the previous loss of the 2% tax, which had not been renewed, but then it had been renewed, but the money had not all been collected yet. Kareem, in his role as a representative, had fought hard for the tax to be reinstituted. He was successful in passing it at the State House, along with his peers. Carpenter had failed to release the funds per an interlocal agreement to Kareem's event. Under the terms of that agreement, the funds should have been released within 30 calendar days of his application after either the city or the county is made aware of the request. Kareem submitted his letter on June 25th of that year. Carpenter said she was not notified of the request until the week of September 10th. Mayor Robert Smith thought the letter had been sent with the letters for Jean Taylor's annual Southside Blues Festival. Kareem, rightfully disappointed and angry, that as the grant was not significant, as the grant was now significantly late, he wondered why the money was split in two payments. Again, one half before and one half sometime after the event. Carpenter argued it was always done that way. Kareem looked at the interlocal agreement and pointed out the language that said nothing about before and after the event payments. He felt Carpenter was making up the rules as she went along, something she was known to do. He pointed out how hard he worked to get the 2% tax back in order to fund her office and events like this. It sounded like a veiled threat. Perhaps it wasn't even that veiled. Then came the pandemic and another year with no festival. A long-rolled 2021's festival, and Kareem and Leroy Brooks went back to the CVB and fought for funding up front. Carpenter is on the record at the meeting discussing, discussing the ethics of an elected official applying for grants. This is an exceptionally interesting response from her to say, at the very least, considering her ethical or lack of ethical judgment. The money that was supposed to be granted up front in 2020 for these festivals was granted finally up front in 2021 and again in 2022. In 2022, Brooks and Kareem were given what appears to be an extra $5,000 each by the board. This made other groups feel like it was unfair, as they had to still supply receipts, etc., to get the second half of funds, whereas Brooks' and Kareem's grants have absolutely no requirements for oversight, etc. Fast forward to the Carpenter Performance Review CVB board meeting in September, where both Brooks and Kareem suddenly decide Carpenter is the best thing since sliced bread for the CVB and Columbus Tourism. Why the change in attitudes? Or is it the cha-ching of additional dollars in their pockets that change their attitudes? I think some of the answers are found in these re-election parties. Oops, I mean festivals. Let me try and explain. Kareem was recently on a Facebook Live of a local digital creator. In that Facebook Live, Kareem talks about the entertainment they have lined up, which requires a stage or stages that he has rented. That's roughly ten dollars to $15,000 alone in stage rentals, if not more. The same amount he got this year from the CVB and the Interlocal Agreement. He got another fifteen dollars up front. I think it was from the city in additional grants. I believe it was all ARPA money. In the Facebook Live, Kareem announced each vendor inside and outside the venue must show vendor licenses from the city, or he would have the police find them. He said they cost $250, and it was implied that it would be paid to him as the promoter of the event. In actuality, he's the only one who needs that uh, permitting with the city in his festival area. He can then charge vendors a fee to set up as is his, it is customary in events like this. But he can't charge anyone outside his event area, nor will police, unless sent, provo- provoke a citizen on their own private property for selling food. It's actually unheard of in this town. Why the strong-arm fear tactics? Because Kareem has told the community he needs to make money to fund next year's festival, a festival that is already funded for the interlocal agreement. Per the interlocal agreement, it is my understanding that he is not allowed to profit at this festival. So where is that extra money going? And why put on such a large festival if you are so underfunded? Why not apply for other grants or community business donations to fund this much needed and very loved festival? Is it because he's never filed a single 990? Why is an elected official the only director and board member for this nonprofit and the agent of record as well? Why does the city and the CVB continue to fund local events and never question the legitimacy of the nonprofit status of the ones they give the most money to while making other grant recipients jump through much more strenuous hoops for far less money? Why are not nonprofit organizations that do bring in tourists and their dollars not granted funding via that same interlocal agreement? It's like a drunk sailor on payday is throwing city money around and the rent be damned. Why can't the 2% tax be shared more equitably in the community? Why do all the organizations that benefit from upfront, fully funded grants, go either directly or indirectly to the pet projects of elected officials. This does not pass the sunlight test at all, and it is ripe for potential abuse of power and misuse of funds. Why do none of the neighborhood organizations ever bother to file a 990 with the IRS? Why am I not surprised? Because Kareem's previous LLC, a business, was dissolved due to failure to file annual reports, i.e. state taxes. Where's the oversight? There is none. I smell nothing more than these festivals being a politician's cash cow.